I think Europe's at the starting gates for the next 10, 20 years to actually shape how you know technology continues to be disruptive and transformational. You're listening to This Much I Know, the Seed Camp podcast. Welcome, everyone, to this very special episode of This Much I Know. Uh, I'm here alongside several of our colleagues. My colleague Reshma and I are the two managing partners of SeedCamp. You'll be hearing from them in a second. And of course, we have joining us Tom and Sia, who have become partners with us and joined us as part of our fourth fund and now onto our fifth fund. And Natasha, our head of brand, marketing and portfolio support. We're going to be having an amazing chat right now about why Fund 5 is so exciting, why it's so exciting for you guys. But one thing I wanted to add is that our team is much larger than just the five of us. It's just that it gets really hard on Zoom to like have that many little squares, but for, rest assured, you will meet all of us in due time. But I, I wanted to little kick off a little bit about why now and what Fund 5 is about and what this episode is about. And you know, one of the things that I really love about what we've been doing is that we've been helping build the European startup ecosystem from the early days. You know, we've been bringing together the best investors and angels together. We've been building personal relationships with our founders and providing them the best network of support, especially at the early stage, which is the hardest stage of, of any company's life. And we've also have the best access to information of how to build a company at this stage. And we've been doing that now over 13 years, and we're hungry to do more and work with you guys. And this fund is an opportunity to do that. And to tell you a bit more about this fund and why it's important for us, Reshma. Yes. Uh, so, yes. Yeah, so we've just announced um, last week a 78 0.48 million pound fund, um, so just sort of under under 80 million pounds, and it, you know what? Why is that? Why is that relevant? Important? One of the one of the key elements of our strategy is we think you know very early stage funds. We are pre Series A, so very focused on pre seed and seed. We think those funds need to be sub 100 million to ultimately. Um, you know, back incredibly high quality founders in a in a way that's really supportive of them. But at the end of our at the end of the day, our job is that we are managing uh, and investing money on behalf of our LPs, and so it's about you know about superior returns and really being one of the top funds all across all across Europe, but you know at a at a global level as as well. So that sort of fund size of close to that eighty million allows us to invest a substantial amount at the pre-seed and seed stages. So anywhere between sort of 200,000 to five, 600,000 pounds in those rounds up to, you know, two and a half, three million. And so that substantial amount of capital to really take, to help the founders and those companies get those, you know, key product market fit and reach those uh, critical milestones that will help them raise that Series A, which tends to be the the key round for really separating yourself uh, apart from the noise and and really sort of reaching getting getting into that escape velocity. Um, so one of the one of the parts about that is we started with RLPs. We've been extremely thoughtful 
about the kind of LP base to create that will especially allow us to attract um, the best of the best of founders and, and support them in, 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 in a very high quality way. And so the way we think about our LP base, and it's quite different to anyone else um, really you know, across Europe or, or beyond as well, is we've really thought about them across categories. And, and we start from angels and they are um, seed camp founders them, themselves who are either you know, through seed camp as the first sort of angel investments they're making all the way to those who are very prolific. Um, so we have roughly about hundred seed camp founders over the last couple of funds, um, you know, helping us, helping sort of talk about seed camp in, in their local geographies uh, and, 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 and making co-investments with us, particularly I think to the founders listening Anywhere where you are, whether it's Darlington, UK, or Bucharest, or you know wherever you are, there's probably a seed camp founder. So reach out and and get to know us better via them. And um, and so you know the, those angels are so crucial to uh, to helping us with deal flow and also co investing. Then we think about the VCs again as co investors, but mainly sort of thinking about folks like Sequoia and Index and Anthemis, Draper and, and so forth as investing in our companies as, as follow on. Then it's some of the corporate VC fund of funds and family offices as well, who will continue to invest, help invest in our companies at those growth stages. And then more the institutional capital, which has anchored us with the larger checks, kind of that three to five or 10 million type of type of an anchor check into, into seed camp. So it, you know, it, we've been extremely thoughtful about how to bring a group of LPs that are long-term that are going to invest in us the next next fund and, and fund after and, and so forth and really add value back into Seed Camp Nation. Well, maybe you can tell us a little bit, Tom, about what we're looking for. If, you, if you're a founder and you're wondering, hey, what, what do these guys want? What what they should be looking for? Tom, tell us. Absolutely. No, happy to, Carlos. And I think that, you know, it's it's obviously a huge question which always comes up whenever we speak to any kind of like company or any kind of or any founder, what we look for. And I think you know, broadly speaking, we're often thinking about these opportunities in the sense of, you know, what are the what are the founder attributes? What's in that kind of like founding team and what does the market look like? And then there are some sectors as well that, that we focus on or maybe attract us a little bit more. So happy to kind of unpack a few more of those to potentially be, you know, a little bit helpful with if there's a founder, if you're listening to this and figuring out what it is that Seacamp gets excited by. And I mean, on the founder side, because probably if we had to, and we debate this internally a lot, that's probably the most important thing, the team and, and who, who we're going to be working with, who we're going to be trying to support on their journey. Um, and some of the things which we look for, and actually there was some of this was actually in our a deck, which we open sourced and released to the market as part of the fundraise. But I think one area is across the founding team, so not one individual, like an idea of complementary skill sets. So are these the kind of people who are well-placed to be building you know, what is going to be a billion-dollar business? Have they got that blend across both the people who can execute and build and technically put this product together and also the people who can be on the business side selling and, and driving growth in the company? So that complementary skill set is something that we spend a lot of time trying to understand and making sure it's in place. So that's definitely something that we think about. And above that, and almost at a kind of like more personal level, it's this idea also of a kind of emotional intelligence that some of these founders have that they understand what makes kind of people tick across the organization. And I know this is something that, again, you know, we, we think about a lot and we try to really like test during our process, because I think that if you can kind of strip 
the, the kind of some of the founder attributes that we look back overall is this idea that is this someone who who can really you know go the whole journey with a business and, and grow something into you know a defining company a global business you know we're looking to support European founders who are there to build global businesses and that requires an incredible amount of resilience an incredible amount of grit an incredible amount of determination and I think some of the characteristic which we see is a common across some of the people we backed who are able to go on that journey you know the the, the Daniel Dimes of this world, the Johnny Buffon of this world, the 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 you know Nick from Revolut of this world, the the Tavits from Transferwise is this idea that you know they're 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 big in, in person some of these kind of like characteristics. And I think something that we look for is this idea that there's a sense of positivity, there's a sense of this is someone who can get people to come along on the journey with them because they can inspire other fantastic people to join them through hires and through bringing people on who could go somewhere else and could join another. Um, kind of like more established company, but are willing to risk it to come join that founder. So that if you're that kind of person, that's a huge thing. And then also that the person who can inspire people to invest in them so they can get actual investors to come on board and support them at different stages of the journey. Because if you're a CEO, if you're the leader of a business, that those two things are probably two of the things which are almost the most important over everything else. So I think on the founder side, you know, they're some of the things that we look for, but it, it you know, I, I said at the start, there's probably founder in this market and then there's a little bit on sectors and stuff. And I think in the market side, you know, there's no rocket science here, right? We're early stage investors, but we're looking for hugely outsized returns. So there needs to be a massive market. I mean, there's not no two ways about it. You can build fantastic businesses in smaller markets. And we're not like saying that that's not the case at all. But for what we're looking for, there needs to be this potential for, you know, a billion dollar outcome, which ne- means that this business needs to be able to scale to 100 million plus revenue um, potential. So that's something that is like again, you know, a bit of a given, and that you know, that's that's just that's just the way it is for the kind of sector that we're investing in, in the stage that we're investing, um, and also I think that we're looking for things which are fast growing, you know, potential that, yes, you know, we want people who can you know swing for the fences in a fast growing market rather than something which is a little bit slower moving but might get there eventually, and then also because of the stage we invest, because of the size of our fund and our kind of um, our, our focus. Like capital efficiency is again something that we look for. So you know, heavy opex requirements up front would be a bit of a challenge for us as a as a fund. Final point from my side, I think, is this idea of sectors. I think you know, Reshma touched upon this that we are sector agnostic. You know, we're we're not necessarily focused on one thing or the other. There's some brilliant funds out there who are focused on you know certain sectors and go down that vertical route, but that's not our thing. But what we are is laser focused on stage. So we're, you know, pre-seed and seed stage focused. That's where we've built up 13 years of experience. That's where we feel like as a, as a fund that we can add the most value. So that's the place where we're looking to meet companies and invest in companies. Now, having said that we're not, you know, sector focused, we are, you know, looking to be ahead of the curve when it comes to sectors. So we're looking at are there like things that we can get smarter on that we're curious about that we're constantly wanting to learn more about. And the best way for us to do that is for having founders drag us into those sectors. So we're incredibly interested at bringing and being brought into new sectors by founders and new markets by founders that we haven't thought of before, because it's you, the founders, who are the people who are the real innovators in that space and driving growth. And we're really excited to potentially partner with you in totally different sectors that we focused on before. Yes, we've got some experience in sectors. You know, We've done a lot in fintech. We've done a lot more recently in open source. And C has been doing some fantastic deals in that space. He's been working closely with, and also things like future of work and productivity and health. And we're we're curious and interested in all of those sectors. But also, 
we're really excited about new markets and new sectors that we haven't had the opportunity to to invest in yet, but we're sure that they're going to come about as, as part of Fund 5. So, I mean, I think on that point, I think it's probably pro- would be great to understand a little bit of, a bit more about kind of how we invest. I mean, I've spoken about a lot about what we look for, but maybe to tell us a little bit more about how we invest, don't see if you want to take it away. Thanks, Tom. So with Fund 5, it's very much more of the same for us. So over the past three years, we've demonstrated that our strategy in terms of deployment of capital really works well and leads to great outcome for the companies. And uh, with Fund 5, we are just doubling down on that strategy. So at Seedcamp, we have two main entry points. On one side, we would lead pre-seed rounds of uh, anywhere between 400,000 up to 750,000 in general. It can go even up to a million, but the sweet spot being around that kind of like 500, 750 mark with a check from like 200,000 pounds. So we would invest 200,000 pounds to anchor your pre-seed rounds. And then through our process, we can very quickly get you a strong pre-seed syndicate. And that is usually done uh, by syndicating with our LPs as well as with uh, our network of operators. And so we know really people that can be value-add pre-seed investors alongside us, a lot of them being even founders of uh, Seedcamp portfolio companies or operators that have been just driving value to our portfolio over the past few years. And we really believe that uh, there is beauty in this kind of uh, capital constraint of like the pre-seed of like just having a few hundred thousand pound raised. It gives you like that focus that you need to really get to those early signs of product market fit. And I think over the past three years, we've really been able to demonstrate that our companies on the back of those pre-seed rounds are really able to raise extremely strong seed rounds from some of like the best seed investors in Europe and the US. We have over 70% of our portfolio companies that we back at pre-seed that would go on those 2.5 million pound seed rounds. So we are looking to do 25 deals like that um, with, uh, with the new fund per year. We are looking with those pre-seed investments for six to seven percent ownership. And you know, it's with like our pre-seed strategy that we led the first round in companies like TransferWise, Revolut, or more recently, Hopin, Sorare, Primer, and others. And uh, I think then we also look at uh, the co-investment strategy that we have at Seed. There, it can be different scenarios. Either it's that uh, we might have missed your pre-seed round and it's our chance to still get on board, or it's a business that might need slightly more capital from the get-go. And uh, in those like two to three million rounds, we are looking for investing up to 500,000 pounds. So we are very much looking for a 5% ownership stake that works quite nicely alongside your lead VC that will lead your seed rounds. And we will do 10 to 12 deals like that per year. And it's via that strategy that uh, we led rounds and uh, invested in uh, the likes of UiPath, WeFox, Harbor, Graphi, and others. And uh, I think what is important to understand with uh, our seed strategy of syndication is that uh, you will have the opportunity there to you know, get the value add from uh, another seed VC that will lead you around, come on your board as a director and really work closely with you. And alongside that, 
we can bring our experience of uh, really getting companies from those early checks to very strong Series A. We can plug you in a pretty amazing network of founders, operators, and investors. And we can also provide you this infrastructure layer that we've built over the years that really allow you to have all those tools, resources, et cetera, to make your business successful. And uh, I will let Natasha maybe share a bit more on how we actually do that. Yeah, thanks, yeah. So I guess, you know, we we talk about, and there's this term in VC that's become quite widely accepted now, which is platform. Well, what is platform? It can probably be to a founder, you know, what am I actually getting? And, you know, we really think about it as an infrastructure. And it's this layer of support that is there to help you build your business, you know, with a mix of tools, of resources, and, you know, really world-class human power. And that's not just from our in-house team, but our, you know, ginormous extended network, which includes our venture partners, our experts and residents, as well as our mentors. And all of these people, including all of our founders, make up what we describe and call the Seat Camp Nation. And why do we call it the nation? Well, really, because we have boots on the ground all over the world. And this Seed Camp Nation is what will really help power you on your journey. And, you know, not just you as the founder, but as you also go on to build your business. Um, and, you know, that is sort of supported by this incredible network that we have of founders. So we use an internal uh, platform where we have a thousand founders now who are there. So any question that anybody has, you know, it's unbelievable that every single day the things being put out there and, you know, the amount of people who are just a couple of steps ahead of you on your journey and who can be there as an incredible resource for you, whether it's a question you have around, you know, things that you're trying to set up internally to branding support to product uh, really they're sort of it's all encompassing and you know it's also where our founders get their first customers a lot of the time so we talk about it as this kind of fully thriving micro economy um, where you get to test uh, you get people trialing and it's an incredible um, you know resource especially when you're early on that journey and actually getting feedback from people who understand and who've been there um, you know so we, we have that and obviously we focus incredibly around the founders founders from you know the onboarding experience we have something called base camp which is kind of you know as the name probably suggests that starting point on the journey with us but we're always thinking not just about the founders but also about your teams you know it takes a lot to build a business um, and it's not just supporting you as the founder but also you know everybody else as you're bringing in people around you so whether that's through support on sales or on hiring and talent or on thinking through marketing and product and we have some amazing resources and you know very sort of unique things that we offer at seed camp namely things like our summits where we bring really like some of the world's best um talent to come in and speak with people as well as actually really getting the you know the marketing leads or the product leads from within our companies to be sharing you know what they've been learning and developing and we have you know the sort of micro communities around those people as well you know within our marketing telegram group for example we've got 65 marketers from across the portfolio and that that's an insane resource for anyone who's, you know, just starting out and wanting to test, you know, how do I think about X, Y, or Z to have, you know, an amazing pool of people that they can speak to around that. Um, so we have our summits, we have, you know, every single week office hours going on both with investors to speak to our founders and when you're thinking around that next stage of investment, but also around all of those operational support areas. Um, and, you know, I guess we... The thing that's been incredibly, I'm sure I'm speaking for everyone here, but the thing that's been so heartwarming for us, especially as we've, you know, just announced the latest fund is the 
feedback we get from our founders and, you know, how much they want to give back to the next generation, as well as, you know, how proud they feel to be part of this Seed Camp Nation and, you know, this this family of, of support that's been built um, and that's, you know, evolved massively, but just continues to, to grow and get much stronger. Um, and that's amazing for us to see, you know, and, and we really think about it as this is, you know, like having a really experienced co-founder, but you have many of them in the guise of the whole Seed Camp team across, you know, the investment side, as well as the kind of operational support side of things. And really, that is what's going to help supercharge you in your business, because it can be really, really lonely, and it is not easy to start out. So I guess that's what we're all here to do, and the extended sort of Seed Camp Nation to to help you sort of think through um, a lot of those areas. Uh, and I guess we also have the benefit of there's volume, right? You're not going to find any other fund really uh, in Europe that has seen sort of the amount that we've seen. You know, we're, we're over 365 companies we've invested in now. There's an insane amount of, you know, uh, experience from from our teams as well as the founders that we're backing whether that's you know founders who are coming back to us for this sort of second third time now still seeing seed camp as the place that they want to build this business but i think what we do really well is this balance of you know how we think around you know volume and and a big group of people but a really strong curation and element around how we think about the people that we put together and the needs of different people and what support we need to kind of plug in around them um, at any given time. So there's sort of, you know, lots of things on that side, as well as lots of fun stuff, uh, skied camp on pause for this year, but going to make a much, much bigger comeback hold hold this space but you know it's it's really important as well I think you know we we love all of our founders and hopefully the feeling uh you know we believe is quite mutual and actually having the ability to spend time with each other whether that's you know in online drinks that we've been having now while we're virtual or the kind of very regular offline ones that we have in a um you know COVID free world um it's it's yeah it's an amazing kind of support network around everyone uh, and, and lots of fun to be a part of, I guess. Um, I suppose, Reshma, I had a question for you because obviously, you know, 13 years um, of Seed Camp now, which is no small feat. Why do you think that now is the most exciting time to be a founder in Europe? I think the the sheer sort of two things is ambition and, and execution is what it, what it comes down to. And, uh, you know, versus 13 years ago, ambition levels, and actually, actually watching that ambition um, execute into into reality is dramatically different, you know, to see a company like Spotify, a sort of B2C real brand be worth 30 billion plus, to see one of the first emerging enterprise you know, not only unicorns coming out of Eastern Europe, but a decacorn coming coming out of Eastern Europe means, you know, those going after enterprise no longer have to think that's it. I have, you know, we have to move to the US or we we actually can't build it here. It's you absolutely can have the ambition to to build it here. And then to see the fastest growing company in the world right now, SaaS, you know, SaaS business like like Hopin, which a product didn't exist. Um a year ago, again, that that goes towards the ambition that that you can that you can have and that you can see come to a reality, and that you know Europe has 
to then ex- for execution all the available resources to to reach that and that comes down to a lot of talent so you know that talent there's there's repeat talent you can now really hire experienced people to grow from startup to scale up which took a lot more time and and you didn't have the resources to really do that more than a you know more than a decade ago so a lot of it's around talent the fact that we can work extremely remotely or centralized or you know whatever and again that really benefits Europe because we are a you know fragmented um group of 20 plus 27 plus countries right and so so all around talent in terms of execution and capital there is capital now at every single stage there's nuances to it there's choices it's it's growing organically from europe out and it's it's flooding in from asia and, and the us as 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 well so so i think you know the ambition to know you can grow, go uh from from startup to scale up extremely fast and and scale up to you know boundless heights um, and then secondly, to know you can do that, you can execute that um, without any, you know, without any sort of fear or, or any desire to go elsewhere, you can do it all here is, is powerful because I think we do have a very proud European footprint. Um, when, you, you, when you meet founders all across Europe, um, you know, you see that, right? There's, there's such a pride in growing, growing from here and scaling, uh, scaling here to go global. So, so that's, been, that's been the biggest, you know, biggest factors in the last 13 years makes it such an exciting time. I think Europe's at the starting gates for the next 10, 20 years to actually shape how you know technology continues to be disruptive and transformational um, because a lot of different models coming out of sort of Asia or or US you know have proven themselves not really not really great not not the direction we want to go into so I think Europe can be defining for the next twenty years in in how the technology world develops for humanity. And so with that, guys, if you're listening and you've been a longtime follower of this podcast, you know that we're very much excited of sharing stories of success, of founders, of of experiences, and we'd love to work with you and help you build and scale your global company. So get in touch and stay tuned. Until later. Bye.